Sports World. Has all sport on 882 6PR. Yeah, Braddon Haggis with you through until 1 o'clock. No one would have a bigger stocking than this man hanging over his uh, fireplace than Swerven Mervyn Hughes. Good morning, Merv. Bradley, how are you? Going all the best for the compliments of the season to you and your listeners, and not the stocking I'm worried about. It's the uh, Christmas lunch table, and mine's pretty full. I bet you it is, no doubt. <laughs> Mate, before we talk cricket, uh, I've got to say, yeah. we've all been loving the cricket, uh, but uh, the documentary post the the Wacker each stage each, each, each play was fantastic. You must have loved that. Yeah, forged in fire, just on the history of the Ashes, and, you know, to, to listen to the... Uh, Jeff Thompson and, and those guys from that era, we grew up watching and it was awesome. Um, through to AB and, um, I suppose Steve War, Shane Warne, uh, Justin Langer, mate. Justin Langer killed it, didn't he? He's absolutely yeah. outstanding on it. Hey, Merv, uh, Kim Hagdorn here. Uh, just, just before we move into present day cricket as well, for yourself, you did extraordinarily well against the West Indies as well, but was there something really special and different and, and the test matches against England the most I don't know, enjoyable and, and accomplishing that you had? Um, yeah, I think just the history and the tradition, isn't it? Yeah. Um, up against England and where I reckon New Zealand play their best cricket against us, we play our best cricket against England. Uh, you go over there to the mother country, I suppose you want to prove yourself and um, let's say for any, any cricketer, so Australian or English, you're rated on what you're doing. Um, so if you go if you go okay against other countries, it's okay, but to, to be remembered, I think you've got to be, um, have really good success uh, against England. And Terry Alderman has that, yeah. doesn't he? He's, yeah. He was fantastic in the English condition. So the two tours out over there, 80 odd wickets in, in two tours. And, um, you know, you talk about bowling in English conditions, and, and he's the first name that comes up. So, yeah, you, you're really rated uh, as what you do against the, the English team. Must be exceptionally special on Boxing Day, though, Merv, it's become an event, hasn't it? I mean, it's guaranteed sell-out, a bit like the Anzac Day games, the grand finals, um, you know, it's one of the rare times that the MCG is actually full. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose uh, the, other, the other time it's going to be full in the next couple of weeks is the um, Town Party with the staff and the We got 85,000 there last year, but yeah, Boxing Day is, is sensational. It's a massive day, and even more special when England are out. No, I think, um, apart from England and Australia, no other team actively promotes Test cricket. So the history tradition, um, everyone wants to, to see Australia do well against England. There's a lot of English tourists over here, so it's always going to be pretty tough getting um, tickets on day one, day two, day three. And you know, a lot of people say dead rubber. Um, mate, not for mine. The Australian players will be pushing for a 5-0 whitewash. And as an English player, they won't want to go down 5-0, so they'll be working their butt off not to lose this game. Now, have you touched on the interest from the BBL and the potential massive crowds for stars and um, for the Renegades, Renegades game, yeah. at, at the MCG, for instance? Do you think now with the Test Series at 3-0, we've got the beautiful little urn back, do you think the attention, do you think the BBL will be more followed now than even Test Cricket? <laughs> the, the BBL has been more followed since it got on to, to free the air TV, hasn't it? So yeah. um, if, you're, if you're not going to the ground watching it in your home, you're watching it on Channel 10. And the commentary team, Mark Waugh, Ponning, Gilchrist, uh, Damien Ponning, they've got Michael Vaughan in there. Um, they, they do a fantastic job. So to, to watch them get an insight into those, those guys, and it feels like you just got them in, in the lounge room. They're just casual and they're, they're spot on with their commentary. So... You know, I think the, the, the two test matches, Sydney and, and Melbourne, as you said, it's an event rather than a game of cricket. 
they'll they'll still be very well followed. But uh, the big bash, I just say, just see that they're breaking all the records, aren't they? There's, the viewership's um, 1.2 million each night. There's there's full full crowds at the the ground, so mate, it's a great spectacle. But anyone who loves their cricket um, will still be following the test. Now you fill all three prerequisites. You. Uh, played for the Australian cricket team. You were an Australian fast bowler and you were an Australian selector with a sore heel. Would you play Mitch Stark? Um, if there's if there's any doubt at all, gee, we've got a couple of boys waiting in the wings, haven't we? Jackson Bird, he's been doing well. Might be an opportunity to play Chad Sayers. I think he's not called into the squad, but if there's any doubt at all, what we've got to think about is what's coming up. So, um, you know, with the Astros in the bag, it could be a good opportunity to have a look at we know what Jackson Bird can do. Um, and then, see, there's, there's one day, there's, there's a, the Test Series um, in, in South Africa in March, so if there's any doubt to start, um, I've got the feeling that he won't play. Um, I've got a selection night all year, so I don't know what I'm talking about. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, but if he's under any doubt whatsoever, um, they, they won't play. When do you think they'll decide on Stark, Merv? Oh, I'll give him every opportunity. He'll yeah. want to play. He'll want to be part of a... Um, it could be a, a five-year So um, he, he won't be getting away but, um, readily. And it's just just see how he pulls up. I mean, it's it's been a bit of a break. Uh, and with the bruised heel, um, if you've played cricket and you're a and you've had a bruised heel, a lot of people say it's only a bruised heel, get on with it. But when it's your, your front foot, front heel hitting that um, the pitch and your body weight going through it, 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 it is very uncomfortable. So they'll give him every opportunity and um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, they made the announcement the morning of the game. It's only a hypothetical move. Um, we've heard about Tim Payne's father-in-law. Have you got any further intel on that? And if he didn't play, who would play in the gloves? <laughs> well, that's, that's a good question, isn't it? It's, the, the selectors have got options. Um, I haven't heard anything... Um, you are of Tim Payne. Um, I'm going to for anyone. And, you know, thoughts go with him and, and thoughts also go with Maxi Klinger, um, with the situation he's in with his life. Um, you know, prayers and, and thoughts go out to those guys. But certainly, um, you know, it, it could be, could be Matthew Wade. It, it could be Peter Neville. It could be, uh, the, the young bloke from South Australia. So, um, whether they, they have a look at Neville and, and Wade, they know what they can do. Uh, the young young fellow from um, South Australia, his name escapes me, but Kerry. he's been in pretty good form. Kerry, yeah. Um, he's been in very good form. Yep. Um, and they might just um, opt to have a look at him and, and see what he can do. Murph, I'm sure you would have picked up throughout your distinguished career and in many areas in the game. When batsmen sort of are a bit delusional that there's something wrong with their game, they talk it up and they just refuse to accept that there's, there's something not working quite right. Are you across Pete Hanscom's comments over the last 30-odd uh, hours sort of defending yes. his technique? What are your views on, on where Peter Hanscom is at? Well, mate, he, his technique's got him there, hasn't it? And uh, we have a look at some of the guys that have been very successful for Australia. And Steve Smith, you have a look at his technique. You sit there, ultimately he gets himself in a good position. Um, George Bailey, have you seen him back? Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's see if you have a look at him and think, what the hell's going on there? But he's very successful. So once a batsman has confidence in his technique, um, if things go bad, very, very hard to change that and change your thought process in the middle of the season. So uh, it's going to be um, an interesting one going forward. His, his technique has served him beautifully for Victoria in the last five years and Australia the last two years. He's going just, just through 
um, a, a bit of a bad patch at the moment. The other thing is, the Bancroft's been in great form. Mitch Marshall's in great form. Sean Marshall's in great form. So you have to pick them on the form. And if you can improve the team, which the selectors have, we've got to give those selectors a pat on the back. Everything they've done this, this summer has turned to gold, hasn't it? One of the most polarising issues of the week has been whether tail enders should be bounced. Uh, do you have a thought process on that either way? Yep. Yep, Wolf into them, I reckon. It was good <laughs> enough for the West Indies. It was good enough for every time. A lot of people don't understand that 70, 80 runs from the bottom four can be the difference in the game. Um, so you, you want to plant the seed that they're not welcome out there, and every time they come to bat, they, they'll be thinking about it. Now, the, the, the English tale, uh, starting from uh, Moen Ali, you know, the Australians, they've told them what they're going to do, and they've done it. And they haven't handled it too well. So, you know, from, from Broad to Anderson, um, from Ali to the new guys that have been playing to, to Wokes, um, they just haven't handled it now. Mate, you knew, we knew that we were going to cop it against the West Indies. And I've got to, got to be honest with you, no one wanted the bat. So our bottom four, we, I've just A, B, just to clear. It's a waste of time going out. <laughs> and I, I reckon that's how um, the English team's feeling at the moment. Hey, Merv, have a very Merry Christmas. What are you hoping to get in your stocking? A Bulldog Premiership? Uh, another Bulldog Premiership next season would be nice, wouldn't it? I've uh, had a few injury problems this year, but uh, certainly there and there, there some, um, um, I, I suppose you know, everyone says uh, hangover, but I'm going to have a look at the... Well, I'd be disappointed if our blokes did sober up in a year. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that would be nice, but we'll see how we go. Um, and so for you and, and all your listeners, guys, have a fan, fantastic uh, Christmas and a safe and happy new year, and, and thanks for your support over the years. Uh, good on you, Merv. Really appreciate your time. Merv Hughes there. He's a beauty. He doesn't hold back. Nine double two double one eight eighty two. If you've got any thoughts on that particular interview, give us a call now.